welcome back to another episode of FPL by Dummies. I'm Tom. And I'm Cam. And I'm incredibly hungover. But I've just come back from a gorgeous 2-0 victory at the GTA Community Stadium. Um, we just dominated European semi-finalists at West Ham. It's going to be a lovely week. On a 30% green arrow. And I'm on a 30% green arrow because my team's absolutely amazing. Persons <laughs> to Peenan, half my children. Um, yeah, uh, great week so far for me, mate. How are you? I'm good. Not so hungover. Um, and not yet watched my team win this week, and I'm not too confident of that. But um, at the minute, I'm on a on a 4K green arrow. Yeah. Which That's I what know you does. said. <laughs> what it does the goat? Um, I know you said you're on a 9K green arrow, but that's quite a little bit more impressive when you're at, started at 30K rather than 352. So, <laughs> um, but it, it's positives. We're, we're making moves up the up the ranking. So, yeah, I um, was cooking through the Arsenal game and wasn't looking at my phone, and then logged on to record the pod with Tom to hear the great news that yeah, STP and got a goal, assist, and a clean sheet. When the last time I looked, he was booked, and I was just gang like, um, what's the word? Just certain that he was about to can have a clean sheet wipeout. So that has made my evening. Yeah, it's um, tasty for all involved. And um, a, a quick, I guess, shout out to those that decided to go for Lewis Dunk because he was expected to play more minutes. Fucking suck on it. Did he get um, sub before 60? No, he got six points, but it's nothing oh. around. Massive 17-pointer, is it? So. No. I just, I never think, unless they're a massive set-piece threat, and I don't think this is anything groundbreaking, I think lots of people are the same, but I'm just never, never going to go for a centre-back over a full-back, particularly with how football's played these days. You've just got such a bigger upside potential on full-backs than you do centre-backs. Um, I know, obviously, that's different when it comes to the goat Ben Mee, but... Um, <laughs> me, me. But... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it just if if you've got STP and playing in a system like Brighton play, then it's just a no brainer for me to go for him over Dunk. Yeah, at the same uh, price as well. I was I was also travelling back from uh, the Brighton game, so I didn't actually get to watch the Arsenal um, Brighton game today. But I heard the Brighton were phenomenal. So I mean, we'll talk about it in a bit. But they're just so up and down. <clears throat> like who was it? They they battered Wolves six 0 then got turned over five one by Everton. And now go to Arsenal, who are you know, been unbelievable all season, pushing City the whole way and turn them over 3-0 in their only, backyard. And only lost at the Emirates once a season, apparently. Was that to City? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think so. Uh, that's what I tried to so I got home just to tell you, and that's just what they were talking about as I, as I jumped on. They saying, oh, you know, this is the first time, <laughs> second time we've been beaten this year, so. Well, I mean, this, that is just title done, isn't it? A game extra played, um, already four points behind City. Uh, 20, 20 goal difference between them. That, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, four four points with only six points that they have available left sort of thing. So, um, yeah, uh, basically Man City will win the league if they win one of their remaining three games. That's all they need, so. Mm. Yeah, wow. They're just, they're just a machine, aren't they? They just turn it on at certain points in the season and just chase anyone and everyone down. I'm trying to think. Like, do you think there's any possible way that they do potentially drop points? They're obviously losing to Brentford last game of the season. That's a obvious. Well, that's just three points they're not getting, is it? Exactly. Um, but I mean, in seriousness, no, next no, I think you have obviously been awful. But could like could they turn up for a game like that? No, I don't think so. No, I think as well just how. Just how I know it sounds so basic, but just how good City are. Um, I just don't see any way that Chelsea take any points off them. That, that I don't even see them getting a draw because um, it's at the Etihad. Yeah, it it's is at the Etihad. Is. Chelsea are woeful. I mean, lots of the best teams in the world can see two goals at home to Nottingham Forest, but um, the best teams in the world also then beat them. So, um, yeah, Chelsea just, I'm surprised they even scored. They're just so bad going forwards. Um Managed to nab two goals yesterday. A very well taken second goal by Sterling. But yeah, I just don't see any way that they threaten City attacking wise and keep them out defensively. So I think that's pretty comfortable. Yeah, um, they've also only lost once 
uh, in the Premier League at home this year as well. And, and that was one, to the so. best team and, in the league. And that was to the best team in the league. Uh, yeah. Best team best team in West London and best team in the league, Brentford. So, um, yeah, they've only, actually, they've only drawn one game and lost one game this year, which yeah, is absolutely true. ridiculous form. Who, Sissy? Sissy, at Etihad. Uh, yeah. Drawn to Everton and lost to Brentford. That's it. Apart from that, they've won every single game at home yeah. this year. Yeah, I mean, I, as you said, they need three points to win. That's coming in the next game against Chelsea. So even if they do drop points against Brighton and Brentford, which is very possible because um, not only are those two very good teams, but they're going to be playing at home. Um, but yeah, it's done. done dusted. It, it, it's done. It is done, fam. Um, what do we? Is it a successful season for Arsenal? That's been the trending topic on social media, <clears> and I guess just. So I've, I've got a question for you then, I think, because I had this conversation yesterday. So I've got a really good friend of mine who's an Arsenal fan, really good friend of mine who's a United fan. Hmm. And the debate was, if United were to fall out of the top four and finish fifth, but oh, win yeah. a League on... Cup and also an FA Cup, would that be considered a more successful se- season than Arsenal? Yeah, that was on um, Saturday <clears> Social, <throat> wasn't it? Um, oh, was it? Oh, okay. All ah, right, that'd be why. Yeah. So they, the, I thought the, my friends were being clever for once. <laughs> no, the the conversation they had was, and I can't remember which Arsenal fan it was that was on there, but they basically said, "Oh no, sorry, it wasn't Saturday Social. It was uh, early kickoff with Josh Denzel and those fellas mm-hmm. on BT Sports." Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was saying, obviously, in years gone by, Arsenal have won cups, the FA Cup primarily, and been in the top four or you know, just finishing outside in Europa. And obviously that wasn't considered good enough. Um, but this season they've actually competed and had a good chance of winning the league. Um, and so to a certain extent, he'd almost prefer that, which is, is a fair point. I can see where he's coming from because obviously the, a cup run is exciting, but I think competing for the league just is that much better. Um, but ultimately when you look back on it, obviously the people that, can remember those seasons will say, oh yeah, that was a brilliant season to be a part of, or even if you're a neutral, like, oh yeah, Arsenal pushed City the whole way this year, it was a great title race. Um, but when you're not of that generation, you just look back and see who won what trophy that year, that obviously holds sway, doesn't it? So, I don't know, because I think when you think about how up and down United season's been, I know, obviously, the easy results to talk about are, obviously, for us, the 7-0 for Liverpool and the 4-0 for Brentford. (laughs) But there have been other fixtures in and amongst that where they've had some terrible performances and terrible results. And they've obviously bounced back and managed to put themselves in a good position for top four and obviously win one, maybe two trophies. Um, But I think Arsenal, on the whole, from a footballing point of view, have had the better season because, yeah, the wheels have fallen off a bit of late, but they've already amassed 81 points and that could easily be 87 by two weeks time so they've and they've definitely had the biggest turnaround coming from fifth to be finishing second and very close to first um but so yeah I think I would err on the side of Arsenal but as I say I do appreciate the sway of the trophies because Mm. Having I think it's that club club dependent as well. Yeah, so, exactly. Like if, if I was to give give the option of Champions League <laughs> football next year or fifth and two trophies, fucking hell, bite your yeah. hand off. What would you take? Fifth and two trophies all day, every day. Yeah, but it's but the difference is, I'm my team wouldn't wouldn't you wouldn't expect to be finishing fifth anyway, let alone win two trophies. But that's the thing is, you wouldn't be expecting to play Champions League football, and then you've got at the very least just six games in the group stage where you're playing against the best teams in Europe. Plus, no, I'd rather have Apple an FA Cup, FA Cup, Apple Nicosia, or um, Ludogorets. I'd, I'd definitely rather play FA, win FA Cup, win a League Cup, and then be playing FC Basel on the weekend. So, <laughs> fair enough. Um, but yeah, everyone, everyone prefers Thursday nights anyway. So, exactly. Objectively, is it a, a successful season for Arsenal, or is it a failure that they've fallen at the last hurdle? No, definitely good season for Arsenal. Yeah. And I think that they'll like look at it right now and be all disappointed. And obviously they can be disappointed, but they'll look back at it in a few months' time and be like, okay, just build for next year sort of thing. So Yeah. I think that's the key though, is that they've got the this has got to go somewhere. That um And I don't think it's going to. Do you not? I think Arsenal will now be a very good side and will mm. be competing for top four for the I think this was their chance because if you just look at the teams, everyone's forgetting like Chelsea will come back next year and be a good side. Tottenham are a relatively good side. Liverpool, obviously, have finished the season incredibly well, but the start of the season was absolutely shite. 
United again next year they're going to invest more money and again will be a better side. And obviously then you've got City. So that's six teams. And and then obviously Newcastle. So that's seven teams you're already talking about. Plus then you've got the likes of the rogue ones always come in every year. Obviously Brighton this year look fantastic and you will imagine they continue to do well. Um, Aston Villa are playing great under Emery. And obviously the mighty Brentford will win the league next year. So <laughs> yeah, that's ten, I mean, that's 10 teams already. Then like, When I, when I say do teams. something with this, I'm not saying they necessarily have to win the league next year, but they just have to be competitive again. But they will be. Because if they have a one-season wonder like they've done, and then next year they fall back to Europa League mediocrity without much of a fight. Because I think that is kind of what's been disappointing about this year, but primarily last year for Arsenal fans, was that they just fell out with a whimper. It just wasn't even like you know, played some tough games, lost, dropped some points here and there, but, you know, they fought all the way and it came down to the final day of the season and results just didn't go their way or whatever. They 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 capitulated last year. Um, this year they haven't capitulated, but they obviously have kind of lost their nerve in big games um, where they've either been in winning positions or had to fight back to get the point they did against Southampton. So all I mean is if they're in the mix for the top four next year, I think it's still a good year because they're they're so far ahead of progress. You know, if this year they were I think they'll finish top four next year. Yeah, but if this year they were mixing it with Newcastle and Man United to finish in the top four, then I think people would see it as a good good season. And if next year they were still doing the same, I don't think anyone would be calling for Arteta's head because, you know, in three seasons he's turned them he's won the FA Cup and he's taken them from the Europa League to competing for and finishing in the Champions League. So if next year they finish third or fourth, I think, yeah, okay, it's a step back from finishing second this year, but they're still on the right track. Um, And ultimately that will be performance dependent because if, you know, they're not playing good football and they manage to scrape it, then that might be a different story. But yeah, I think they've got to recruit well this summer because I think squad depth is key. Um, We've seen with the Saliba injury, it's not solely down to him being out, but it's coincidental that he goes out the side and that's when they start dropping points. Um, And I think, as we've seen today, Martinelli with an injury, they need, obviously got Trossard, but they need backup for Jesus and Saka um, and probably some midfield reinforcements because as well as Jorginho played against, was it Chelsea the other day? Um, I think it was when people were raving about it. It was. Um, He, I don't think, is a long-term solution for Chelsea. Um, I think he's a similar situation to Thiago that, yeah, wonderful footballer, great thumbs up merchant and brings experience to the side. But, <laughs> thumbs up um, <laughs> Brings experience to the side, but he's not, they need legs in midfield basically and he doesn't have them. So, yeah, I think recruitment is key this summer, not to do a forest and just bring in an entire a second eleven, but equally if they only bring in one or two, then, uh, then uh, yeah, I think they need to pluck some gaps. Yes. <clears throat> right. Uh, on to this week's fixtures of what we've seen so far. Yep. Well, I mean, let's time of recording with... Sunday night, so we've still got Liverpool, Leicester, and Brighton, Newcastle to come. But... We do. But we started off the game week with <clears throat> the pen merchant uh, Palin Pilsen. Uh, Popping in two penalties. The second one just before you got subbed off as well. I made the gorgeous move to take out uh, apparently now injured Ivan Tony for Callum Wilson this week. So I was a very, very happy boy. Um, Willick assist and Isaac assist were both put in. And um, yeah, Leeds actually shot well. I mean, <clears throat> Bamford obviously missed a penalty when they were 1 0 up and looking pretty good to be fair. I didn't think they were too bad actually in the first. Did you watch the game? Did you watch this game more? No, I, I saw the highlights. Um, I was just going to say, is that lead safe now? But it's absolutely not. They, uh, no. Leicester have a game in hand on them and they're still a point behind Everton. So, Yeah, no. I, it, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, what do you think? What's your thoughts well, like, on so who goes down? The reason why I would <clears> say <throat> is, that, is that them safe because obviously I think most people thought that was a Newcastle win all day yesterday. Um, so for them to pick up a point was. Uh, pretty impressive um, and they've obviously got some quite tough games is it West Ham and Spurs they've got now um, well, yeah, Sam Spurs final too so West Ham don't really have I think West Ham can consider themselves safe but pretty much pretty it's much. a bit t- like tight basically um, 
so they're not playing for an awful lot and obviously they've got their focus on Europe. So Leeds could pick up some points there. But even I, then... Actually, I think after today, West Ham are... Well, Leeds would have to... West Ham would have to lose and the next two games and Leeds would have to win the next two games as well oh, so as Everton would... and Forest and they'd have to win the games in a 10-goal difference because they've got such better goal difference as well. Yeah. So they're pretty much... I mean, West Ham are basically safe now. Well, and I mean, anyone can pick up points off Spurs at the minute, clearly. So, um, But even if they don't manage to get a result at West Ham, they might be able to do enough at Spurs. And they, I think they're at home on the final day. Um, Who, sorry? Uh, Leeds against Spurs. Uh, yes, they are. Yeah, they are. So, um, with the fans behind them, who knows? But, yeah, I, I have no idea. Obviously, commiserations to all the Saints fans listening to us with their relegation confirmed yesterday. That is mental. They've won six games this year and lost 24. Yeah, so, that, yeah. Especially when two of those draws are Arsenal as well. But that's, <laughs> when you think, look at that, that is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Even Chelsea have double the amount of wins that Southampton do. Um, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's it's gonna. It could be three massive clubs going down this year because Forest and Bournemouth. Well, certainly Bournemouth have pulled themselves clear. Forest, you know, what if one more result? Although they do have Arsenal. I don't. Think, then, I, say, I don't think they get a, a result either of those though. Forest, Palace away, uh, sorry, and obviously Arsenal. Arsenal away have been very good this year, and obviously, um, and obviously are second in the, in the league. Palace have looked great recently, mm. um, but obviously it'll be one of those where I guess Palace won't be fighting for anything in particular. Whereas obviously they'll be fighting for their lives. No, but so. they've been, but they've been playing so well as it is anyway. They didn't have to pick up a result against Bournemouth yesterday, but <clears> um, <throat> they looked very good. And Eze continues his great form um, with another brace. So. Yeah, I don't know. Forest could get sucked into it, but the thing is, they've got the points on the board, um, and even yeah. with a Leicester win, they're still clear. Um, I th- I think there's potential that because Leeds obviously have a much better goal difference than Forest as well, that Leeds could pick up a win of one of the next two, um, and I think Forest could still go down with Leicester. I think Leicester's going to be the other one. Wow, Leicester! That is just mental. I mean, I Liverpool, know... Liverpool at home, obviously tomorrow. Newcastle away, which uh, that's just you're not getting points at St James's Park, um, and then West Ham last game of the day, uh, last game of the season, and, and I think the way West Ham have been playing, they would have finished the semis of the Europa League. They will mm. have the final to go if they do get through, but I think because it's the final game, Moyes will want to put out a performance because he's been getting a bit of shit. For how well, and as shit. well, he will want his team match match sharp for the final too. So. As much as you want to get the balance of resting them, if they've had too long on the sidelines, then they won't be ready for the final. So, yeah, it's the seventh of June, which is the fo- is, is the conference final for West Ham. If they do get through, so it's plenty of time after that. Yeah, they've so. got a week prep. <clears throat> it's just injuries, I guess, making sure players fit. But... Yes. So yeah, so interesting at the bottom. Uh, it might. Well, that's the thing; they all have such tough. I know, obviously, that's kind of why they're down there is because whoever they're playing against is going to be better than them but they've all got such tough running and no real six pointers if you know what I mean West mm. Ham obviously play Leeds next who but as we said West Ham probably are safe but they're all playing sort of top half opposition um, with the exception of Everton and Wolves who you know are very patchy to say the least lost against Leicester then beat Palace lost against Brighton then beat Aston Villa and then lost yesterday against United, which I think everyone expected, but yeah, was yeah. at home in that game actually. That's the interesting one. Which one against um, Everton? Uh, Everton. Uh, yeah, mm, I would say you said you said it that Wolves been great at home recently, haven't they? Yeah, so that's mm, where interesting. They've picked up both their wins and then all of their losses have been away. Yeah, um, Harry Kane is never tall, uh, but still yep. couldn't 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 hold back uh, Aston Villa winning again or coming back again. I mean, and they've. Dropped off recently, but good win for them. Yeah, I mean, Skulls, he does what he does. Um, he does. I was chatting to a mate yesterday, and um, yeah, I was looking back, and I think he's either scored or assisted pretty much all the way back until game week 22, with maybe like one blank in that run, um, which is just crazy consistency. I'm so glad I've kept him through that time, because it's been real tempting to 
either been in for someone to get more money and or when I got rid of Haaland to swap him out. Um, but yeah, he's just constantly delivered. So mm, he has. It's a shame when he's going to be at United next year. Yeah, <laughs> and we're all going to own him. Um, do you want to hear a fun stat from the Chelsea game? Please do. Uh, so Raheem Sterling scored twice. And that now makes Raheem Sterling the top scorer and top also assister for Chelsea this year. Would you like to guess how many goals and assists he has actually contributed to Chelsea this year? Four. Four goals? Yeah. No, no, he's got he's got quite a few more than that. He's on okay. nine goals uh, on four assists in total. Um, but that, he is their, their now top scorer and also top assister uh, this season, poorly, isn't it? which is, um, yeah, in short, embarrassing. Yeah, absolutely. The thing about Chelsea, though, and obviously <clears throat> Pochettino now confirmed, here we go, um, is that that season when they finished 10th after they sacked Mourinho, and I think they brought in Hiddink, um, they won the league the next year. And they're just that sort of club where they've got the potential to bring in the top manager, which Pochettino is. I think we have to admit that. Um, and with the players at his disposal, like we can't say they're, they're not bad <clears throat> players. Um, they're just either... They're obviously... Been unfortunate with injuries. Both Chilwell and James have missed large parts of the season. They're obviously very influential in how they play. Um, Kante spent a lot of time on the sidelines, wasn't it? Like up until recently, he played four Prem games under four different managers across the season. Um, it just kind of highlights, obviously, how mental it's been for Chelsea, but also how injury prone he's been because he's just been in and out, in and out. Um, and then they they still need a number nine, and it's yet to be seen whether Lukaku will fill that void. But yeah, they they don't have a bad squad, and they've got more than enough players to pick from. Um, and even if they ship some of those out, they're only going to bring in good players again. So yeah, they could really turn it around. But this year's been abysmal for them, as I say. Yeah, drawing two all to Palace, who have been terrible on the road this year. Um, they've picked up most of their points at home. It is pretty bad. Yeah, only. Wolves, Everton and Southampton have scored less goals than them this season. Strong. It's, it's pretty strong, isn't it? Two of them are relegation in, in the relegation fight and uh, and one was bottom of the table at the end December. So, yeah, pretty embarrassing. Um, talking about Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace 2, Bournemouth 0. Um, VAR controversy in this one because it looked like Joachim Anderson absolutely, I'm, I'm not going to lie, he looked like he could have been in the KSI fight last night. It was an absolute <laughs> strong punch square to the noggin. Um, actually broke, I think it's Justin Lerma's nose. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. I was doing other stuff while I had the highlights on, so I didn't actually see it, but I saw kind of lots of people saying, you know, in terms of the commentators and stuff, being like how he's not been sent off there. I don't know. But it's, yeah. it's weird what's going Some of the VAR decisions, like... Not just that they don't review them, but they do, and they still conclude that it's not a foul or whatever. So that Anderson one, but today Pickford punched Harland in the head. I miss that, but there was the ball between. So Harland kind of he did look at Pickford and yep. put his body between the two of them and the ball. Um, but Pickford came through to try and punch it, but Harland kind of was shielding him and he punched him square in the head and just generally bundled him over. Right. in the box and the ref didn't give a pen and then VAR didn't overturn it. But it was one of the most blatant decisions I've ever seen. Okay, um, well weird. And they just keep on making weird ones like that. Yeah, that's... Watch the yeah. highlights later on, I promise I you. It's definitely. I, I know you probably don't want him to score another goal because you didn't captain him, but... <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I'm, no, I don't mind. Happy to see you taking up all the points, mate. Um, Ezzy, though, scored two goals for Palace this week, yep. which, is, which is nice. Um couple game weeks too early, I think. Cause, uh, or sorry, game weeks too late, because obviously I think a lot of people punted him in the free hit uh, back against Everton 32. Mm. So, but again, it's, it's a bit weird when obviously we're towards the end of the season. Uh, there's not much going on. So, yeah, He looks like an unreal player. Yeah, very good. He's been um, in and out this year, but um, yeah, especially his second goal was so well taken. It was a belter. Yeah, no, very, yeah, very, very tasty. Um, Man United also winning 2-0 this week. Um, Talking about owning a player two weeks too early, Martial finally scored. Did he get bonus as well? Uh, I don't. Uh, no, he got sure two. Did. I think. I think he got two bonus. Sure got max. Yeah, Martial got two. Lindelof one. Um, I brought him in for the double in thirty-four on my free hit, and he got three points. And in just yesterday, he managed it with eight or so. Uh, yeah, he got eight points. Yeah, yeah. Bruno Fernandes was 
quality again. Mm. Obviously got an assist, um, two big chances to create, two shots on target, six key passes. Um, yeah, he looked phenomenal again. Bear in mind, obviously Marcus Rashford out, and unfortunately had to rely on Martial to score the goals. So that's probably why it didn't wasn't wasn't more in there. But um, yeah, uh, I think yeah he's playing really well again at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, um, it is just. Well, I don't own him. You do. I can imagine it's very frustrating when he's playing that well and he's just not managing to deliver. So obviously got the assist, which isn't terrible. It's still a return. But um, from the very short three-minute highlights I saw f- from yesterday, he should have had a lot more involvement than he did But in terms of goals. but Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yep, Fulham relegated Southampton yesterday with um, Mitric coming back on his return and scoring. Um, got 25 minutes cameo right at the end of the game didn't didn't play didn't start obviously being out for the last 10 games um but yeah Gabon scored um what do we expect from Mitrovic this year is pretty much that um yeah and Carlos Vinicius scored again yeah I said to I said to Will what's happened to him I, yeah. I guess it's probably more he was a good player he went to Spurs so they like dumbed him down a bit and now he's left <laughs> he's able to you know show his true potential but. yeah three goals and assist in the last four games and, and um, one very well taken goal against City as well very very well taken goal <clears> so <throat> um, yeah Harry Wilson um, interesting as well he's been yeah point, pointing all over the place recently another another assist for him so I feel um, bad yes. there's a guy that I know who um, posted <clears> on Instagram <throat> yesterday he's got a 12 year old son and I can only assume that they're Southampton supporters <laughs> and he had taken him and like three or four of his mates to watch the game and he posted a picture of them in the stands before the game being like um, his son's name 12th birthday relegation party <laughs> I was like poor boy like he's going to watch his team get relegated on his birthday like that's so good <laughs> oh god that's actually brutal isn't it um yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> no, just funny. <laughs> just funny, isn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, well, we have to move on to it. The mighty Brentford beating West Ham today 2-0. Um, could have been a few more, to be honest. West Ham, I mean, West Ham rotated massively. No Declan Rice, no Saibama in the starting lineup. Uh, no Kurt Zuma. Um, take your pick. Danny Ings starting no, San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, really, really wide rotated team but they absolutely they showed absolutely nothing i'm not going to lie um it was quite quite disappointing to us how how poor they were uh games pretty pretty meh um were, were brentford good on the flip side or was it just nothing from west ham i think it was nothing from west ham to us brentford were good they i mean they controlled the ball um played well um created chances but i mean both both goals were from set pieces so you know there were um but yeah, it was it was it was a pretty average game. But West Ham just weren't really at the races. Um, obviously, have one eye on this Thursday's game against uh, AZ Alkmaar instead. So yeah, it was a uh, pretty disappointing for West Ham. I thought I'd expect more. Um, I do bloody love VAR, who ruled out a. Uh, I think it was Danny Ings. Yeah, that was so but, pointless. Yeah, loved that. Um, very happy with that that decision. As I had David Rare in goal. Um, and then Johnson, yeah, Brentford Brent probably should have a penalty in the last last couple of minutes as well. Um. Madras left runs into the box and literally the West Ham defender just like runs into the back of him and like just pushed him base to the floor. Steady on. Um yeah, exactly. And um but no, they didn't they didn't even look at it, which was interesting. So I thought that would be a bit more clear cut. Do you know who got two bonus? Me. 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 Uh yeah, my new favourite chant at the Brentford game, if you haven't been haven't heard or watched any Brentford this year, is every time Ben Me does anything, the whole crowd <laughs> just screams me. Um, me and Cam had first-hand uh, seeing that. It was genuinely brilliant because it literally is just anything. Like, yeah. And especially, so when, when it was the first half, um, Brentford were attacking the cops, so uh, you were defending the Anfield Road in where we were sat. Um, so we were quite close quarters to anything Ben Mee did. Um, but then when he was up the other end defending the cop, he was literally the entire end of the ground away. And so I think people were kind of desperately trying to see if he did anything because <laughs> it wasn't that clear. Um, there was a couple of times that I spotted something that you hadn't and I was just there like, <laughs> getting properly into it. But it's brilliant. As a Liverpool fan, sat in the Brentford end, you disgust me. Um, yeah, buddy. I mean, we'll probably do a, 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 like a post-league like uh, pod before we finish the season. But 
apart from Erling Haaland, he's probably been one of the signings of the year. Free transfer, and he's literally oh, turned... Oh, well, me, yeah. Yeah, he has completely transformed our defence this year. We've looked so much better at the moment. <clears throat> well, he's just like... I think he's sh- like shown how good a player he is, because I think when he was at Burnley, like, yeah, he was their captain. I think he chipped in with a goal every now and then. Um, but they didn't really play football. Um so he probably wasn't able to flourish. But I think in this Thomas Frank Brentford team, he's really kind of been able to demonstrate not only how good of a defender he is, but how good of a leader and actual football player he is. Because, um, yeah, he was he read the game so well against us and was actually kind of snuffed out quite a few of our attacks um, and then also showed touches of class and composure when he was on the ball. So, yeah, he's at, he's at, I really underestimated him, like, I know, obviously, we know how much of a goat Charlie Taylor is, but um, I didn't really, yeah, not that I didn't rate him, because it was more that I just didn't have anything to rate, if you know what I mean, when he was at Burnley. Exactly. Um, But, yeah, there's clearly a reason why Frank brought him in, um, because he he recognised that from his Burnley days, so... Give him what he wants, got the paper in front of him, (laughs) sign him up. (laughs) I don't know why I've bought all the Rio quotes today, but... uh... (laughs) Uh, anyway, moving on to a game which I didn't watch, um, but because uh, I was too busy uh, loving life at the old G Tech. Um, Man City three, Everton nil. Um, did you manage to watch any highlights or anything of this game today? Yeah, it's just the highlights. So I only really seen the goals. Um, couldn't really gauge. Awesome. Well, I couldn't really gauge from it if City played well or not. I can only imagine they did. The well old machine that they are. Um, but yeah, it just seemed pretty routine, really. Too. Brilliant goals from Gundogan, and then an assist for Haaland too. Um, yeah, he's just such a good player. Um, he obviously was a lot more highly rated a few years ago. I think it was in the twenty twenty one season or maybe twenty one twenty two, uh, where he was just like scoring goals from midfield for fun. Um, and now he's had a bit of a run in the side. He's rediscovering that form. But yeah. Um, City obviously rotated again uh, with the second leg coming up on Tuesday, or was it Wednesday? No, Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. Um, so yeah, players like Grealish, De Bruyne, Stones, etc. were dropped, but the results still keep coming in, so yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. about to say we more than likely will see them win the league uh, next week, won't we? Yep. Which Okay, so you're happy about it or not happy about it? I think I'm happy about it. I'm I'm very conflicted. Um, my in-laws are Arsenal fans and I like them. They're really happy about it. People. <laughs> so I kind of wanted them to have a good season. But then at the same time, I know plenty of other Arsenal fans who are totally insufferable. And if they had won the league, then it would have just been horrendous. Um, but at the same time, as much as as a Liverpool fan, I don't hate City because there's not that like ingrained hate. But because we've been such rivals for the past six, seven years, and this will be their fifth title in six years and three in the bounce, um, it is a bit sore for that reason too. Um, but at the same time, you just can't deny how good they are. So it kind of makes it easier to to swallow that pill. But yeah, in the end, I'm a bit indifferent because I say there's reasons for I don't want each of them to win. But well, definitely didn't want United to win it, so I guess it's... Well, just for your in-laws then, we'll move on to uh, Brighton 3, Arsenal 0. Um, yeah. An absolute capitulation at the Emirates. You didn't see any of it, did you? You were driving. I didn't watch any of it, no. I was driving all the way back from the good old Londres, so... Um... Yeah, no, I, I don't. I yeah have not much to offer on it, because uh, I didn't watch. But I'd say Martinelli went off around 20 minutes, a stupid man got booked on 40, and then the rest was history. And then he comes up like an absolute <laughs> legend. He has goal, assist, and a clean sheet. 17-pointer will go down in history. Um, yeah, Second only to Matty Targets, 18. Oh, yeah. Was it? I think it was two seasons ago. Bench boost in like game week 27 or 28 or something like that. Um, yeah, he got like 21 points because he got three points in the first game and then 18 in the second one. Yeah. Um, Tasty stuff, tasty stuff. Yeah, very good. A shame there's no not more, a bit more involvement from uh, McAllister or Matoma for myself. But yeah, um, yeah and Siso got a goal. Um, Dennis, uh, Dennis Undav keeps up his yeah. ridiculous run of goal involvements, having not yeah. scored in like the first however many games of his Brighton career, and now he just can't stop. 
Yeah, yeah, it was a really lovely taking goal. So I did did see the goal. I did see some of the highlights uh, when I when I walked in. Did did try and catch a bit of it, and it was a lovely lob. So, um, yeah, and that's all the games so far this week. I need mm-hmm. Mo Salah to stay absolutely silent in tomorrow's Leicester vs Liverpool game. And, I need Mo um, Salah to be as loud as possible in tomorrow's Leicester game. Yeah, he's going to be really loud crying when he uh, gets taken <laughs> off after twenty minutes. So, oh, now now that I've had a haul from a stupid man, yeah, um, I can want Newcastle to not necessarily batter. Oh, batter. Um, yeah, batter. Brighton, but uh, definitely keep a clean sheet because I've got the double. I want it to be six all. Double defence. Well, as long as Trippier assists three to Botman yeah, and then you, scores three himself. You've not, captain, you've not captain Trippier, have you? No. So he's 98% effective ownership. So Is he really? Yeah, he could go sit down for 90 minutes and no well, one really Well, certainly care. Botman, I would like something to happen because he's like 3% or something like that. Yeah, I'll give you a I'll give you a Botman goal if I can ha- <laughs> if I can have a uh, I don't even know who I want. Well, the thing is, if if Botman is conceding six, then I'm going to need more than just a goal from him because that's already <laughs> minus three. So he's minus, just getting yeah, an assist, an assist points. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow, Botman twenty three percent. Trippy is ninety three percent for me. So yeah. it's still obviously not that many gains, but I would still prefer him to do something than not. Um, yeah, I'd like Alexander Isak to turn up and smoke, put on a smoke show. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he's eighty-eight percent for me. So, and then I haven't captained him, so I kind of want him to do something, but then not too much. Maybe another yeah. assist, but it is at St James's. I mean, they've been <coughs> have been very good at, at home, yeah, uh, recently. So I, I would I would expect Newcastle to win that game. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, well, they lost to Arsenal previously at home, but uh, relatively, that was quite a while ago, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but just. Thought I'd get that in there. Oh right, okay. fair enough. <laughs> Just um, a knob. So yeah, um, obviously because we're going to the end of the season. Usually, if you have listened to us before, we would go on to snog Mario void. But um, surprisingly, with only two game weeks left, we're now at full snog snog territory, aren't we? Mm. Um, ev- everyone's slagging around, just trying to pick up little punts here, or there, and, and everywhere. Snog avoid doesn't really have the same ring to it, so it doesn't. No, um, I can't even think of what we what we change it for. So, so what we decided to do is going to go through just some of the teams. Um, obviously, four teams have got doubles this week. Um, a couple of teams are interested generally, but I mean, majority of people are going to be bringing in players for the double game week. And I guess our general recommendation would be you should also bring in players for the double game week. Would you would you concur with that, sir? I certainly would. Um, <clears throat> the only thing that I would caveat that with is, as much as we said in the intro about how bad Chelsea are, then I would stay clear of them. But yeah. Um, yeah. Brighton have, although they play City at home in the second half of the game week, which is tough, they do have their lovely first fixture at home to Southampton. Um, then we have United. United is actually quite a tough double in terms of they go away to Bournemouth, which isn't easy. I think I would expect them to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if they got a draw or even potentially lost that game. And then Chelsea at home is slightly better um and then yeah city kind of have the reverse of that they've got chelsea at home first and then they go away to brighton so yeah those are the four teams doubling um, yeah so i mean we, you've already said the first one but steer clear of the chelsea assets um i was still kept it, obviously he got benched yesterday and What's then mendy put on a disaster class yeah then mendy was shit so uh, do you think do you think Kepa comes back in I think so. I really don't know why he was benched. Um, well, sorry, been I, guess, I guess the question then is, if he comes back in, would you play him? Absolutely not. Well, that's the thing. But I've got Raya as my second keeper. They're playing Spurs. Yeah. So who do you, who do you play? Uh, Raya. Draken. Yeah, because I think Kepa gets maybe two points at best. Um, whereas, and, and probably worse than that, whereas... Yeah, you're going away to Spurs, but as much as Kane has been consistent, I feel like I just don't see there's any way that Chelsea keep a clean sheet. And yeah, Kepa might make a lot of saves, which even if they concede a lot of goals, might keep him at a respectable score. But I just don't see any way that he gets, yeah, even more than three points. Mm, Exactly. I think <clears throat> I think you guys, uh, even though you're going away, and as I say, Kane is um, a big threat. I think you have a better chance, or there is a chance that you keep a clean sheet there, um, or at the very least, Ryan makes saves that gets him to a three pointer or a four pointer. If for whatever reason you do concede, 
It is the um, world's most disgusting double. Both away, yeah. both city, both Manchester teams, like, and Chelsea crap in both, and, and Chelsea being absolutely woeful at the moment. Um, it's hilarious, really. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I probably will play Raya. To be honest, I was thinking that I could. I was thinking that I could probably take a minus four and bring David De Gea, but mm. it does doesn't really suit. Doesn't really make. I can't be bothered. No, I mean there is a good chance that United keep a clean sheet in the the Chelsea game and possibly even the Bournemouth one. Mm. Um, well, I'm bringing in Luke Shaw. I've realised, but yeah. because I've got Rashford, it would then. I've mm. already got three Man United then, and Shaw is mopping up bonus points left, right, and centre. Now yeah. he's now he's playing well, so. But the thing, the, the other thing as well is, as much as I said, I think Kepa probably does come back in. The fact that he did get benched this week, and although Mendy played badly, there still is the potential that Mendy still keeps his one. base. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether that's for both games or, as you say, he only plays one. Um, in which case, if he plays one, then you may as well have just gone for Raya because he's got and, a better fixture, better and, form. And Frank Lampard does hate Kepa for some reason as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a surprise he's kept his place for this long. Um, but yeah, Mendy dropped some clangers, so it could be back out again. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, going from the worst double to probably the best double then, uh, United obviously have Bournemouth away, Chelsea at home. It's tough, but it's probably the best of all the doubles, I'd say. Yeah, um, I think obviously City could go big at home against Chelsea, but so could United. Um, and then who, do you own, away, who do you own at the moment for the Man United? Uh, from Man United, just uh, Rashford, I think. Um yeah, I was tempted to bring in De Gea this week for a hit, which probably would have paid, well, it would have paid off. Actually, no, it would have been net even, but it would have had me set up for the double. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I only have Rashford. I was thinking about bringing either Lindelof or Shaw in um, for Botman. Um, so I might still do that. But yeah, Rashford is a real pain because... Oh, yeah, it's just typical that he gets injured at this point of the season with such a nice double in the form that he's been in. Like, And then it just means it's another headache for me in terms of do I... I can probably get away with benching him or just yeah ignoring him altogether, but it would put a lot of pressure on my other players because, uh, as I say, Martinelli went off injured today, so hopefully that was just precautionary. But if it's not, then that leaves me with two fit midfielders mm. which is just ridiculous because I was in such a nice place three weeks ago and then Andreas gets injured Rashford gets injured and Martinelli gets injured like pretty stinking luck but yeah I'm yeah. uh, thinking about bringing in a defender because as I say but yeah I think uh, United's double is better than City's because City go away to Brighton which is a harder fixture than Bournemouth away even as good as City are. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I will be bringing in Luke Shaw this week. So I'm currently set on Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford. I'm definitely bringing in Luke Shaw this week. That's already sorted in my team. The question now really is, do I keep Luke Shaw? Sorry, do I keep uh, Marcus Rashford? Obviously, it's all dependent on news. If we find out this week that he's going to be fine, obviously I'm going to keep him. The temptation is, though, is to take a minus four to go Rashford to Anthony. Yeah, I mean, he's playing every game. Um, he's not been amazing. He's not been fantastic. I'm not going to put like go. Oh yeah, he's been yeah, insane. but he's having lots of shots, and he obviously got an assist exactly. yesterday as well. Um, his his um xG over the last few games where he has played cons- consistently has been very high. Um, and so to take a punt on a player that's playing, he's not playing awfully to be honest. Um, he, he looks okay. I, I mean, he he's missed a lot. He's missing a lot of chances, but I think that's sort of. New to the league, not quite, not quite felt settled properly. But if Rashford, if I get news that Rashford's going to be confirmed out for the whole game week, um, yeah, I'm I'm sorted. I think personally, I'd prefer. So what I'm considering and what I considered earlier this week as well was to go Rashford Mares, just because yes, Pep is rotation prone, um, and Mares is a, a obviously a great player and did. A, Sorry, an important player for City. Um, he isn't as kind of, not defensively, but just kind of tactically aware and kind of team-oriented. He's obviously a very flair-based attacking player who just kind of concerned with going forward. So Pep has preferred to play Bernardo off the right in the Champions League games. 
Um, and so Bernardo got rested again. And Mares started yesterday. Uh, sorry, earlier today. Um, and so I think yes, they've got two fixtures. So he's got to manage his squad. And if they, especially if they get through the, to the final at the Champions League, but. I like Mares because I think he's got the better explosive potential. He's at home against Chelsea. I think he's got a really good record against Chelsea. And as much as I say Brighton's a tough fixture, I can see Mares being involved there too. So I would prefer that just because I think Mares is more kind of, what's the, I don't know, tried and tested in the league, mm. whereas Anthony's brand new. And yeah, he is playing really well and getting lots of shots off. That is something I picked up from the highlights yesterday. But um, yeah, I think Mahrez, just for reliability. Well, I, I do agree with you, and I would go with Mahrez, but moving on to Man City, my main issue is I already have three Man City players, so yeah, well, I then. cannot get on a fourth. So have you got Grealish? <clears throat> I do have... Uh, oh, yeah, yes. Grealish, Diaz, and uh, Haaland. Haaland, yeah. Uh, Grealish should be on a bit of a pain, obviously, with, you know, uh, the thing that's frustrating is he's obviously first choice at the moment, because mm. he's playing fantastically. Um yeah, and it is very frustrating because obviously because of the Champions League, he's not playing at the moment and I completely expected it and I was not and that's why I benched him this week. Annoyingly, I benched him first instead of Diaz and Diaz was second bench, but let's not get into that again. Um, who are you picking from Man City? I mean, for me, Ruben Diaz at the back is relatively straightforward. Um, yeah, but see, there's the lots, is, it's again, it's a risky one, isn't it? I think it, it is probably worth bringing in a City defender because... Um, as I say, of that Chelsea game, I I just don't see Chelsea scoring. Um, so that's a clean sheet and maybe some bonus there. And then even if they, you know, just get a two pointer against Brighton, then you're you're looking at eight to ten points, which is obviously not to be sniffed at. And then there is the potential that they do go and keep a clean sheet against Brighton. Um, and so it could be a, a bumper score. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough to call. I think probably. Diaz or Kanji are your nailed on ones. The only yeah. reason is that Diaz is one million extra. Um, so I think John Stones probably does play one of the double game week games, but probably only one. Um, especially if they get through. Well, that's I think that's the key thing. If they get through, Stones plays one. If they don't, then he's probably a bit more nailed on to play both. Um, but I think, I, I think he, could, to... he could play both because, I mean, the Champions League final for the 10th of June as well. So he does have time. Yeah, but I think it's more um, an injury kind of management for Pep that he doesn't... Because I think Stones is kind of prone to muscle injuries. Um, mm. so I think if, if they win against Chelsea, because then that'll be the title com- confirmed, then yeah. he, can, he can piss around like he normally does Yeah, a bit more. Um. So yeah, I'd probably go for a Kanji just because I think he can play a few different positions. He's that million cheaper than Diaz is. Um, which... And you've already spoken Mares, but go on. Who? I'm lost. What in terms of in midfield? Yeah, I mean, who do you pick? Who do you want? Who do you want to get shafted by Pep with? Because you only get shafted whoever you pick. You know that probably. Um. Yeah, there isn't really anyone. Can't, it's, all, it's all terrible, is it? Um, I think I think probably. Well, obviously, Haaland is nailed on to go up top. Um, I do think that Mares plays ahead of anyone else, particularly to the end of the season. Um, Foden's obviously started to come back into it, but that's primarily to give Grealish a rest slash make sure he's fresh for Real Madrid. Also, just really quick aside. I've no idea who this Boovy guy is, but was on uh, Saturday Social. Right. But he's a guy from the West Country that supports City, which I know as a Londoner that supports Liverpool, is throwing stones in glass houses. And a Bristolian um, that supports Brentford. <laughs> um, but he said that Grealish is a better player than Vinicius Junior on Saturday Social this week. That's a spicy take. That is. <laughs> I was just like, "What have you? Tell been me, watching? Like, tell me, you... tell me you what you don't watch La Liga without telling me you don't watch La Liga." <laughs> Are you just like trying to be controversial to get the views for Sky Sports, or is it like your actual take? Because that congratulations, is yeah. Yeah. congratulations, you will not be signed up for another episode <laughs> of uh, Sky Sports Saturday Social. Um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Grealish has had a, a, 
and the thing is, yes, he's played well, but I will say it's a good season because he still hasn't really backed it up with the sort of numbers that he was posting for Villa, which I know he's playing in a different position in a different system. But, you know, in that Pep team where the, where Haaland's scoring 50 goals and the team, the team itself has scored nearly 100 goals this year, he's got to be chipping in with more assists and goals than he is. Yeah. Um, I know he's only got only got five and ten this year, which isn't great. five goals, ten assists. It's yeah. great. I mean, it's very good, but it's not great. No. Um, so yeah, he's had a good year, and he has certainly had a better year than he did last year. He's settling into the team, um, but yeah, Vinicius has pretty much carried Real Madrid at times, oh, both yeah. in the Champions League and in the league, um, and it's just you know he's roasted Rhys James. Um, I think he had a good battle with Carl Walker last week, but still um, had a few times, had him on rope. So, yeah, I think it's not really a debate. But getting back to it, <laughs> um, yeah, I can see Gundogan being rested. He's obviously had a run of games now, but especially if they get through the final, to, to the final, um, I can see him playing one of the double game games and then being benched for the other. Um, I think the main problem you've got is, yeah, it's exactly what you said. It's like you, you're going to pick, so go Kevin De Bruyne, you can go Gundogan, you can go Foden, you can go Grealish, you can go Mahrez. But there's likelihood that you, they play one and don't play the other or play one and start on the bench on another one and come on. Um, so they do have a good double, a relatively good double. It's not it's not awful, it's not amazing. I mean, Chelsea, I'm thinking I'm asking Chelsea's a good fixture to be honest. Brighton's the, the tough one. Um so you can take it's it's just basically going to be down to personal circumstances and taking a mm. punt. There's no one in particular that I'm like, oh, that player's definitely going to play, or that player's so explosive that I think that's. Where it is. I mean, because Gundogan scored obviously four goals in the last two games, but he's not done that all season. So it's like, like we. I mean, obviously we were setting up to do Stormer avoid this to, to start with. He scored eight goals all season, and he scored four of them in the last two games. That's not going to continue, is it? No, but I think he... He had next year yesterday, actually... he had, he had yesterday of 0.26 and scored two goals. Yeah, I mean, the first one was ridiculous and then the second one was a free kick. So, um, wow, 19 points. And he's... Well, I mean, that's another one then, I guess, really, isn't it? Because you go, well, if KDB's on the pitch, Gundogan's not even going near that. Yeah, so I was going to say that he's not really played that many minutes, but he has actually featured been a few times where he's been totally benched or just come on but he has actually made quite a few starts this year so I don't I was gonna give that as a um sort of defense for him but mm. so is that 26 starts yeah 26 starts out of 36 games isn't terrible and then he's featured as a sub in most of the ones that he hasn't started so yeah I can't I can't really defend that I mean but he does have kind of these purple patches um and he's clearly in one of those. So yeah, he went. What's that? He went from game week three, sorry, game week four, where he got an assist against Palace, all the way until game week fifteen, where he then got his next assist, and then it wasn't until twenty two where he got his next assist. Um, and then yeah, his goals and assists have trickled in since then. But yeah, I don't know. Um, as I say, he does have purple patches. He's got the form, as I say, from that two years ago where he scored like 15 goals or whatever it was to be able to, to do it in his final few games. But I think the more kind of worrying thing for him is just the minutes that he's going to get mm. in these final few weeks. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so then the final double uh, is Brighton. Uh, obviously, they have Southampton, as you've mentioned, and then Man City. Um you're on three already, yeah? No, I'm just on two. Um, okay, what two are you on? I obviously, on obviously the and the god, a stupid, your stupid yeah, man, your stupid man. Um, yeah, it's just because they've been rotating a lot. So I, I did have three for the double in thirty-four because I free hit. Um, so I brought March in on that free hit, but um, since then. I've just been on the two. I think I might stay with the two just because I would like to bring in another City and or United player for this next double. Um, Their double in Southampton is nice, but I think I've got relatively good coverage. Um, 
I'm not going to change any of my tack. So I've got Harlan Kane and Isaac. I'm not changing any of those between now and the end of the season. So um, in CISO, Welbeck and Undav are all ruled out. So then it's just McAllister, Gross or uh, who else is there? I can't think of anyone. Obviously, March is injured. So, um, what in the mid? He's playing in the middle in midfield. Yeah, yeah. You March McAllister, Gross, Sasedo. Um, <clears throat> he's playing right back. Billy Gilmore's playing in the middle, but yeah, so insist, insist so mainly. I'm not. I don't think there's really anyone in midfield. Um, and then there's not really any point me going to steal um, because yeah, they might keep a clean sheet against Southampton, but I think they concede against City, and I think they concede against Villa. So, um, I think I'm just going to leave it with the two. From Brighton, yeah, um, I think Insisto is probably your best bet on minutes because mm. uh, he obviously can play striker behind the striker and on the right wing, which he has done uh, throughout the season. Obviously, um, started on the left hand side. Actually, no, sorry, he's, he would have been on the right hand side today, I think, wouldn't he? And then he would have moved to yeah, um, <clears throat> he would have moved to behind would have left. left, and then I think he would have then moved behind the striker when Evan Ferguson came on and Undav came on. Because um, then Billy Bilgore came off. It, yeah, it, basically he is the player that can play along all the front of, mm. the, of the three, really. So he's your best pick if you're going for a forward. I'd and say in good form. Yeah, absolutely. Matoma obviously um, still is looking great. He's fallen off a little bit on the on returns, but still looks good. Um, and obviously McAllister on penalties. So I'm on McAllister, Matoma, and oh, Stephen, of course. And that's that's the double game weeks this week. Right? Yeah. Well, I was going to say on the flip side of that, of what we kind of well, I've been preaching anyway, is not to totally forget again about the single game weeks. Um, so, is there anyone who doesn't double in thirty-seven, um, but has a nice fixture then and in the and or in thirty-eight that you? So, I mean, only really three teams that I'm looking at. To be honest, they're all pretty bog standard. You have got Newcastle against Leicester, mm-hmm. um, which is a very good fixture, and I'm currently playing Isaac um, against. Um, I'm currently playing Isaac in, in this week. Uh, you've obviously got Liverpool, who've got Aston Villa at home, uh, but Liverpool have been in such great form recently that I'd imagine uh, they'll be doing. They'll still do pretty well. I'm benching Trent at the moment uh, just because I think Villa will probably score. Mm. And the final one and the rogue one, uh, Palace, been fantastic. Yeah, but fixtures wise, my pick. <clears throat> Fixtures are great fixtures. Um, obviously, finishing with Fulham away, but then not in Forest at home final game of the season. And Roy has turned them into a, an unstoppable machine. Yeah, I was going to say, I know obviously it is quite bandwagony because of um, the brace that he nailed yesterday, but Eze, I think, has got to be the pick because Zaha might not be out long term, but he went off holding his hamstring yesterday. Um, and obviously, there's a shout for Elise, but he just hasn't been as productive as uh, Eze's been recently um so yeah they could well keep a clean sheet in which case gay is a good shout and and anderson might get retrospective action so probably stay clear of him but um and then yeah my other shout would be don't forget about the arsenal players as much as they got turned over today they go away to forest who are good at home um but again would expect arsenal to pick up a result and then they finish with wolves at home so obviously the usual suspects there so uh saka Martinelli, if he's fit, and it was just precautionary today, um, and then Odegaard, obviously. So, yeah, not too insightful there because, as I say, it's uh, they've been Arsenal's three best players this year, and with good fixtures, you'd back them to return. But yeah, I think you've nailed it there with Palace, Liverpool, and Toon um, as the teams not doubling. I think Kane will probably score in the final final two remaining fixtures. Not, um, not against Brentford, mate. Uh, yeah, probably will. <laughs> um, but otherwise, there's not really anyone from Spurs that you want to go near. No. Uh, so I guess we kind of talked about, well, who, who are you captaining next week? Uh, well, Haaland. Yeah. Easy. I've got the vice on Matoma, but it's probably going to stick with Haaland. Yeah, I think that's yeah, pretty much going to be a certain. Um, I think on that note, that's probably all we've got time for, isn't it? Oh, sadly. Um, I don't know what we're going to do next week. I'm actually on holiday. I don't even told you that. So I have, I have <laughs> no idea what we're going to do next week. So I'm, I'm, I'm away uh, all next week. So I'll probably miss the deadline. Um, but I'm sure we'll come up with something. And if not, we'll, I'm sure we'll be back for a, a post-season pod just to wrap up how we, how well we've done this year and life generally. 
Uh, oh, yeah, because it's 37, yeah, and it's 38, yeah, of course. I was going to say, oh, we'll be back what's to it, preview 38. But no, that's, uh, that's it. We finally get another break of relaxing, doing nothing. Come well, on, the boys! Yeah, says the guy that doesn't have a three month old daughter. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and, and to be honest, FPL's my life at the moment, so <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. So <clears throat> thank you very much for listening. Anyway, um, as as always, you can follow us on uh, Twitter, FPLWCAM over there, FPLWTOY over here, and FPLWMIS is the main pod channel. Um, any questions, feel free to drop us over a message. And um, yeah, well, good luck this week, and we'll speak to you again very soon. See you later.